The Little Dum Dum Club is sponsored by Punchline. Go to punchline.com.au for all your comedy DVD needs, including the two big stars that we have on this episode. And if you're in Melbourne until April 22, you can still catch my show Pipsqueak at the Victoria Hotel at 6pm. Head to comedyfestival.com.au for tickets. I'm also going to be in Sydney at the Sydney Comedy Festival May 4 till 6. Head to sydneycomedyfest.com.au for tickets to that. And I'll see you there. See you, mates. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the show, Carl Chan. G'day, dickhead. A uh, bit of a special one today. We're sort of wrapping up Comedy Festival. We had two, we're lucky enough to have two international guests come in, but uh, we can only get them for a short uh, little time each. So we've, uh, we've recorded them and we're sort of going to patch them together in this episode. Yeah, very exciting. Two very... Uh... Very well, pretty well known international guests. Mm. Uh, we got uh, Charlie Murphy, yep, international U.S. comedian, the brother of uh, Eddie Murphy. Old, what's his name? Yep, yep. from uh, Chappelle's Show. People will know his uh, True Hollywood Stories sketches. Yeah, very well known for that. And we've got um, Jim Brewer, one of the cast members for three years of Saturday Night Live. So yeah. very exciting to be in the same room as these guys, and a little bit intimidating. Yeah, and it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, turning up and and it's 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 always weird for us when we're doing the show with someone that we don't know at all. You know, at least sometimes when we're doing Americans that we've like just met, we at least we drive them in here. Yep. So we get to know them a bit in the car. But this was literally like we met Charlie Murphy out next to the studio in the coffee club yep. with his entourage, with his yep. manager and his support act. Yep. It was a very weird it's a it's a weird setup. Was that his support act? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm assuming so. He said another comedian. Oh, well, so I'm assuming. Right. I'm okay. assuming he does support yeah, for him yeah. and publicists and managers and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, so it's, it's been a little bit uh, overwhelming, hasn't it? And a little it's a bit we- professional. Yeah, it's a weird thing for us because we like we, yesterday with Charlie Murphy. You know, we interviewed. I mean, we've here. got a dozen entourage here, but they're not <laughs> mic'd up. It's you know we're used to these guys. Yeah, it's just McGregor yeah. with all the women that he's picked up. Um, but yeah, like yesterday, it was weird because we did Charlie Murphy and then uh, we, uh, 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 you know, he left and then I was in the studio next door and uh, some hosts of an actual commercial radio show interviewed him in the same studio straight after us. Yep. And I could hear it and it just really exposed how just lackadaisical we are about our approach to doing it. You know what I mean? We just Why? sit down and go, oh yeah, what's going on? And then these guys were giving it the full... You know, the full commercial radio, the full yeah. vibe, the full gist, you know? Yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I didn't listen to we it. Were, we were half asleep. Yeah, I was more interested in, in us. Yeah, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, on, the way he, on the way here um, today, I was on the tram. I get the tram in here when we record, and I had my headphones on. I was on my iPhone checking Twitter. Lucky that, lucky that Charlie Murphy and Jim Rowe didn't know mm. the lives we lead. Yeah, yeah. Getting the tram in mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, uh, and an inspector came up and I didn't have a ticket. So I thought, oh, I'm going to get a ticket. This is just, this is just what happens. It's what you have to cop. And he sort of, he's, you know, gives me a bit of a, you know, take your headphones off and I take them off and he goes, are you okay? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, do you know where you're going? I went, yeah, yep. He goes, do you, you're not lost. You don't need to know what street you're on. I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm going to meet Charlie Murphy and Jim Brewer. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, all right, cool. Fair enough. Great. And then just walks off. Then I got real, like, you know, sort of paranoid. Like, what, what is it about me right now that is conveying yeah. that I'm a spazzo who doesn't know where I'm going? Yeah. Like, th- what is it about me that looks bewildered or lost? What was it? Your, your clothing or your... I don't know. Were you just... Ro- were, you, were you earbuds, like, concealed so that he couldn't see them, so you were just rocking in time with the music, <laughs> except... 
he, yeah. he didn't think you were listening to any music? I don't know. I mean, maybe it was like, like if I'd been on my iPhone on like Google Maps and he'd been able to see a map, then ma- like that would have made sense. Were you injecting any drugs into yourself at the time? That might have been it. Right. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. was, um, I was, I was chroming. I had a, <laughs> I had a, I had the paper bag out and the spray paint and I was just really treating myself at yeah, 10am. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, what a sweet way to get out of a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Or if it was clean your nostrils out of, uh, you know. <laughs> All right, uh, let's have a quick listen now to us interviewing Charlie Murphy. This is the Little Dum Dum Club with Tommy Dasilo and Carl Chandler. We are joined today by a very special guest. Please welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Charlie Murphy! <laughs> welcome aboard. Lovely to have you in here. Lovely to be here, man. Fresh off the uh, fresh off the plane, I believe you just got I'm here. Fresh, I'm fresh off my bed, but I, you know, I, I'm still messed up because <laughs> the flight was, you know, 16 hours straight. And uh, I've never flown that long on the plane. And I usually you, you can go to sleep, but I can't sleep on a plane. Yeah. So I experienced a 16-hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's us. That's our world. That's, we do that to go anywhere. I think it would have been cool if I like, would have had a girl with me or something like that. Yeah. You know, but. Well, you had your, look, to be honest, this is the first time we've had a guest that's had a full-on entourage in our studio. So you well, would have had these guys. I don't have a, be- I'm the first guest that doesn't have an entourage. This guy is my manager. Yeah. And that guy is a comedian. Right, well... To- entourage, let's be clear with this. An right. Entourage is a group of hangers-on. <laughs> a group of people who really don't have to be there. They're just getting checks for nothing. And I'm too smart to have that. <laughs> yeah, fair well, see, in, see, in Australia, no one... The, the actual entourage in the way you just described doesn't exist. So I think here... We're just impressed anytime someone has one other person. Has with friends. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've done well. Really? Okay. Well, I'm blessed then. <laughs> All right. So, uh, first time in Australia, you were just telling us before this you were in Scandinavia in preparation. Yeah, uh, we in did. Uh, we was in Oslo, Norway, uh, Sweden, Denmark. Uh, don't let me forget every place. It was, well, that, that, forget some. Uh, Norway, Sweden, oh, Iceland. That was the one. Iceland. That was the one that really tripped me out. Yeah. That I went and did stand up comedy. In Iceland, Reykjavik, Iceland. And we also went to Helsinki, Finland, yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and Tampa, Finland, yeah. And, of course, it must feel a little bit weird to, you know, you do your own thing where you live and then you go to a completely different country that you know nothing about and then you find out you've got Charlie Murphy fans over there. I mean... Absolutely. And then and then and I make more while I'm there. So that's great. Oh, bonus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're the same crowds as in America, do you think, or...? Yes, it's people. Yeah. You people. know what I'm saying? And that's what that's what has puzzled me about the whole fear that a lot of American f- comedians have about leaving America. Is that oh, my jokes won't work over there. It's like, hey, man, well, I'm going over there. Yeah. And, and when I come back, they go, they laugh at your stuff? Yeah. And they still they, they still won't get, up, oh, get past the fear. They won't go. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it must be weird as well because um, you started, you only started stand-up comedy. Um, Ten years ago. Ten years yeah. ago, yeah, right. So what, you were 42? 40, yeah, yeah, yeah. 42. I mean, that's a... Uh, that's obviously, you know, a late coming uh, into stand-up. I mean, most, most people... I, I mean, had the luxury of, of being on the fly on the wall around great comedians for yeah. many years, you know? Well, that's it. I mean, so with, that was, your, with your brother... I'm a writer it's, first. You know yeah, know with your brother, it's almost like you've, you've seen him come through. It's like a, an apprenticeship. It's like work experience for being famous, a famous comedian. Right. So I've you've been s- around. Yeah, seen you've, seen all the, you've seen all the, the bad stuff and good stuff and whatever, and you, you're well-grounded to hit the ground running when you start stand-up yourself. Yeah, but I had to work. Yeah, don't, it, it's not like something that uh, you don't have to work at it. You have to work at it. You have to uh, do diligence on a daily basis, and you have to take it very serious. You yeah. know, every, it's, everybody else 
can laugh, but you you're not. It's not your job is not to laugh. Your job is to make them laugh. Yeah, you know. I like. I'm fascinated with your back history about what you did before you you've got to stand up. Like uh, you were a boiler technician in the navy for six years. For six years. They don't even have that job anymore. Right. You know. Now they yeah, have. What? They call it a gas turbine something. Like, <laughs> but those guys are miserable as I was because you're working in in the bowels of the ship. It's the hottest part of the ship, and my particular experience was when I first went there, uh, I had never been in an environment like that before. And I remember, I remember crying because it was so hot. Right. It so made hot. me cry, but you couldn't tell because there was so much sweat pouring off me. The tears just, <laughs> you know, that's well, how hot it was. But then I got used to it. So you're that hot crying on the bottom of the ocean. God on knows the bottom where. of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was rough, man. But I got to tell anyone, uh, the military, uh, it wasn't fun. But it was very effective, and, and I hold it res- solely responsible for uh, making me the man that I am today because they, they instilled certain habits that I, I, that I still have. Yeah. And I'm never w- late nowhere. I wake up early every morning. You know, I despise people who are not punctual, people who say, I'm going to do this, and they don't do it. And that's what was you know, branded into me in the military. Yeah. Plus, if your heater breaks down, you can just fix it like that. Yeah, exactly. But especially if it's underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it's underwater, right? <laughs> now, um, and you've got a lot of, uh, uh, you know, looking at your, your history and whatever, what I really liked was, uh, you know, you've been in a lot of different things over the years, like doing small parts and writing and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I, what I was fascinated with was the... I think this is going to be the same thing that I found. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. it is. It is. That you played, uh, you're in a small TV show called Sunny Spoon. Yeah, now, man. The, the yeah, description... And I played a character called Ratman. Yeah. <laughs> a vicious Jamaican hitman called Ratman. Tell the whole backstory. It's hilarious. Keep, keep going. Yeah. That's all you got? Well, no, all I've got is you saying, he didn't talk, he just made sounds. And, <laughs> and <when> he... <laughs> like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and when he was arrested and put in jail, he chewed his own arm off. And, and swam, swam from Jamaica, Jamaica with one arm yeah. to Florida. <laughs> man. That's he was like... the number one hitman in the world. Everyone was seeking him out to hire him. That is ridiculous. That yeah. sounds like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the it band sounds, Major Lazer. That sounds like, like the bad writing. That. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Ratman. Wow. You and should... that's and that you had a lot of Ratman fans in Iceland? Is that why they came to the show in Iceland? Or? No, in Iceland they came because, you know, they were Charlie Murphy fans from the Chappelle show. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, Ratman, was the, that was on the TV show, uh, Mario Van Peebles' show. Was, uh, it was it, Sonny Spoon was the name of the show. Yeah. And, every, and he played a different character every week and this, that, and the other. And... Uh, I, I got to be on the show. Yeah. Now, you talk about uh, Chappelle show. Now, I don't know if you get this a lot, but I would have thought, I'm assuming that a lot of people, myself included at one stage, do, does everyone think that you're real sometimes? Because they see that sketch and sometimes you go, right. well, and is that a character? Is me, that a... They asked me, was the, was that story true? Uh... What would you do if I slapped you? I, all kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but even even the whole you know authenticity of who you are, because you know the first time I ever watched that sketch, I was like, okay, is this real? Is this is that is there a person called Charlie Murphy or right, not? Right, like, right. is this a character? Is that uh, Chappelle as well? Is Chappelle playing everyone? I don't know, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously, you, I've had I a very can confirm, colorful, colorful life. I, I'm <laughs> built for this game that I'm in right now because I had my life was a joke. You know, all the way, all the things that have happened. And the places that I've been and, and me being a part of whatever was going on made it comedy. Of course, and that's the best thing I think about those sketches is that it's com- when you, you realize that it's all completely real. I mean, that, that brings up to the next level. But I know people that are going to your show, like this year in Melbourne, mm-hmm. going, 
oh, is this just going to be uh, Dave Chappelle being there? Is, it, is he no, playing Charlie not, Murphy? Dave Chappelle is not going to be no, there. No, no, no. Let, 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 let me finish. Dave Chappelle is not going to be there, and he doesn't have to be there. Yeah. I've been I've been on the road for 10. People say, how long has your tour been going? It's called the Acid Trip Tour right now, but I've been on the road silent for 10 years. Yeah. You know, uh, every weekend I have to force my management to go, you giving me three weeks off right here because, you know, my kids are forgetting my name. <laughs> so, you know, we got, you know what I'm saying? So, I've I've been doing my due diligence, and that's why I don't I don't accept uh, any comedian going. Oh, you know he really really well. How often do you work? Because I know I'm doing. I know I'm on this. I don't have no day job. I don't have no uh, no no backup plan. I'm a hundred percent committed to this. So that's why I get the results I get. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you must get with the uh, because of the, uh, the 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 Chappelle sketches. You must get like a lot of. People just coming up in the streets, just screaming, and yelling out catchphrases. Yeah, yeah, Rick James lines at you. Yeah, all of that. Ha- has anyone legitimately just come up and given you the slap, the Rick James slap? No, but if you know, I, I'm not worried about if they do that because that would give me a chance to release some of my stress. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing thing to say. Yeah, I could release some of my stress. Well, you, you, I know you don't like the term, but you got your entourage here. I don't think anyone's going to be doing that in Australia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I these did guys like... are big, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but he's he's a manager and he's a comedian. It, it bugs me out in the airport. People go, he has some big bodyguards. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little do they realize that these are the guys you don't got to worry about. Yeah, well, I've scrapped half my questions that I had planned because of these <laughs> two here. It was interesting seeing uh, all you guys sitting downstairs in coffee club before. Which, how, how was it, by the way? How was your breakfast in <laughs> we coffee club? We had to go get a sandwich or something because, like I said, we my, my body clock is, is in reverse right now. Mm-hmm. So last night we went to a great, the name of that place was the, the Steakhouse. Say it. Rock, oh, rock pool. Oh, oh, wow. Very man. nice. Very oh, nice. Man. We went there and we had some Fancy. D- d- tremendous dinner. But I looked on my phone and I said, okay, it's 6.30 a.m. at my house. So my body is probably asking, what are you doing right now? <laughs> Why are you drinking red wine at 6.30 a.m.? <laughs> What's going wrong in your life? Here's a question for you that we, I, we brought up on the show a couple of weeks ago. I went to Rockpool a couple of weeks ago with my parents. I uh-huh. brought my parents along. Oh, I, I, I paid for them. I brought my girlfriend along. I didn't pay for her. What are your thoughts? <laughs> You're a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Is that good or bad? Finally, all the other guests have put his pussy right footed around it. Yeah, yeah. You brought this girl, you didn't pay for her? Yeah. Pimp. Wow. I'll take pimp. I don't know. Like, wow. a lot of people have criticized me. I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> then it's a cast baller, man. So, you know, you, you ain't going to be able to get away with that all your life. Yeah. You got to be a certain age when you pull that one off. Yeah, yeah that, is, <laughs> that is probably the nicest thing that someone said to you about that story that you're yeah. a pimp. Yeah, that's good. I'll take it. No, but so downstairs, we, um, we were talking to your publicist just before, and, they, and she said, We'll meet you guys in the coffee shop. And mm-hmm. she said, uh, you won't miss us. Half of us are black. So Right. And it was, it, that was actually true. It was two, it's, it's five of us and we're, we're the majority. And then it was two white people. So half of us were black. Again, all, all new experiences for us. We've never heard a publicist say that about our guests before. So, yeah. <laughs> well, th- what that tells me is that I'm doing something that, you know, that is revolutionary. And I, I was telling these guys that before. I said, you know, at the end of the year, uh, I want to pose the question to the industry. What b- other black comedian do you know that can say he toured the world for real? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you certainly look the like only it. One. You certainly look like it. You got the, you know, you got you a know? very impressive look about you. You got the, the rock star look about you. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, look, I'm guessing that you didn't dress like this when you, you were the boiler technician. <laughs> nah, man. Nah. I, I had one, one outfit when I was a boiler technician, and it was in my locker. When you got a chance to get off the boat and go, I had that same uni- outfit on every time. Yeah. 
Other than that, I have my uniform on, you know? Yeah. So being able to buy clothes and dress the way I want to dress is, I, I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Looking at you and your entourage and the way you're, you're living, it certainly Stop makes me... saying entourage. <laughs> Sorry. It certainly makes me want to get a lot better at comedy to live this life. Yeah. Go to you're a comedian? Lanes. Yeah, you wouldn't... Okay, <laughs> man, that's what's up. No, listen, man, I don't just take it for granted. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Some people can be... Uh, just naturally funny people. That doesn't make you a comedian. We're both stand-ups, so we're happy to form great. the Australian leg of your entourage. I assume that a person is a comedian because they're funny because yeah. I know some guys that are, are tremendously funny, but going on stage and being funny and being funny with your friends is two different things. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah. You guys are comedians? Great. We're, we're best of friends now. We're brothers. Awesome. Yeah. Should have brought that up at the start of the interview. <laughs> Bring it up. Um, here's something else that I found in your uh, in, in your uh, filmography that I'm fascinated by. You're in a little film by the name of Short Circuit 2. Yeah. Short Circuit 2. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't even remember that myself. This must be one hell of an acid trip tour. Acid trip tour. You sure it said that I was in a film called Short Circuit 2? Look, yeah. if Wikipedia can't be trusted, what because can be trusted? Because they also said that I was going to be in Beverly Hills Cap. Uh, five, everybody was asking me about that. <laughs> Sometimes people just get too excited and start writing things that I didn't do. Well, but then again, was I having a film called Short Circuit? No. Oh. Okay, oh, so Wikipedia. I know I was. That's, I, I like the idea. That makes you even more impressive that the, a detail like being in Short Circuit 2 could just slide away. Yeah. Like that's You must have had quite a career if you could just forget something No, like that, that would make me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I forget anything that I've done, because I'm proud of all my work, and, uh, you know, anything that I've done, somebody, remember you were in so-and-so, and I'm going, no, I don't remember that. I better go see my doctor. <laughs> well, because we, we had a thing going on this show for a little while where listeners would try and sneak references to us in this show into uh-huh. other Wikipedia pages. Right, right. We haven't done it for a while, but maybe we can well, bring my, it back. My Wikipedia page is inaccurate. Right. Because it says that I'm a Leo, and I'm, it says that I'm married, and my wife passed away three years ago. It's a lot of things on it that's not really accurate. Right. Well, is there anything that you would like, any anything that you'd like to make up that you'd like our listeners to try and put in there? Any, uh, you know? Oh, yes. I had male enhancement surgery three years ago. <laughs> now I'm sporting 16 inches of... <laughs> 16 inches of pure Murphy. <laughs> pure terror. <laughs> 16 inches of rat man. <laughs> and what does your 16 inches Chop sound like? his arm off and installed it somewhere else. <laughs> And you swam with it as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I swam with it. <laughs> now, um, with the, uh, so we've got an exclusive. You're not in short circuit too. Um, do you ever regret uh, coming up, you know, before you got into stand-up, when you, you're doing your bit parts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that, you know, you had, a, you had a, a brother that was making movies and, you know, he could have been putting you in more movies. I mean, he was giving himself no, up to 12 that, parts in each <laughs> of his movies. Yeah, yeah. Surely... <laughs> Surely you could have been the barber in Coming to America or something like that. He, he does play a lot of parts in this movie. He could have employed your whole family and he's just keeping all 15 parts to That's himself. That's hilarious, man. But, you know, early on, that was one of the things that, uh, you know, that, that, that I had to work my way through. And that is, you know, people, they got exposed to Eddie. And it, me and Eddie are, are very, uh, our face, you know, we, we remind of each people of each other. Yeah, sure. So when I started showing up for jobs, they would go, oh, this is Eddie's brother. So he, he must be just like Eddie. And let me hear you laugh like Eddie. And let me do, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm a man at the end of the day. I don't, I'm not trying to be anyone else. I'm proud of who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. And I didn't come into the game to be a fake anyone. You know, so I had to work through that. And, and there's a lot of jobs that I, that I didn't get because they expected me to be Eddie Murphy. But then the person who they ultimately hired 
wasn't Eddie Murphy either. Yeah. You know, because that's the, that's the truth behind it, the whole thing. When they go, well, can you be like Eddie Murphy? No, I can't. And no, can anyone else in the planet. Mm. There is no other Eddie. There is no new Eddie Murphy or none. That's Eddie Murphy, period. Whoever else shows up, they're whoever they are. They're yeah. not going to give you him. He's him and that's it, you know? Yeah. You don't so, want to be like, yeah. what is it, Gallagher, who's got like, Son of Gallagher, who just does his dad's routine. Yeah, he just smashes watermelons. Just himself. weird. Yeah, it's just right. So weird. And it, you, what you need to get is footage of him after the show when he's in his green room crying, <laughs> <laughs> feeling disgusted, drinking a bottle of bourbon. You know what I'm, saying? I'm comfortable in my skin. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing me. And plus, I you get kept it like that. You get your full focus from your parents as well now because you know they used to. You probably Eddie would drag the parents out to see his stand up shows. Now that he doesn't do stand up, they're just coming. They just have to come to your show now as well. Yeah, they do. He yeah. comes too. I would say as a stand-up, if he even started doing stand-up again, that would probably be a gift for me because then it would, that would clear. He, he, he would not approach it the way I approach it. He would not come off the way I come off. He would, he's, he's not the same comedian that I am. Yeah, so he comes yeah. to your show, so he's, he's fully supportive, obviously. And, uh, yeah, does, does, he ever get, does he ever get, you know, feel a bit jealous of you getting up there? And Nope, all he has to do is go home and all of that. When he sees his big castle that he lives in, <laughs> there's no reason to be jealous of me. <laughs> yeah, but still, that live, you know, he must miss what you have now. Are you getting up in front of thousands I'm of sure people? I'm sure he does, but there's, he also knows the, the, the underbelly of it. Yeah. You know, and uh, the underbelly of it is that sometimes you can, you're going to get challenged. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're going to have to deal with it. Now, I, there is nothing that you can challenge me on that is going to just pull the plug out of me where I'm going to lose it and become unprofessional. But there may be some things in his mind that he feels he may not be able to maintain a professional level with. If you can't, you know, you can't beat somebody in the audience up is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you can make them think you're going to do it, but you can't actually do it. There are comedians so. in Australia who have done that. <laughs> there are comedians in Australia who have physically gone to jail for beating up. I'm sure there's comedians in the U.S. that have done it too, but then I, I noticed the fact that those guys stopped getting booked after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't want to join that club. You know? Yeah, you're not going to go to Finland if you've got that on your CV. If, <laughs> yeah, if you got that on your Wikipedia. Yeah. He wasn't in Short Circuit too, and he beats up people. <laughs> Knocked a few people out of the show for being disrespectful. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. I'll deal with you with this because that's what a comedian is no such thing as a dumb comedian to do to do comedy one of the main ingredients is smartness because comedy is wit dumb people are not witty yeah. you know mm. what i'm saying a comedian has wit a comedian's brain is, is spontaneously can spark from one spot to the next and he can deviate from the track and jump back on it that's an intelligent person that can do that yeah. Your mind is not moving, you know, in analog, click. It's, it's digital. It's flowing. That's a comedian. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So um, it, is a, it is a pretty awfully cliched question, but uh, just out of interest, what, what are you looking forward to doing while, you, while you're in the country? Because this is your first time here. It's always well, fascinating to hear. Can I be time. honest? Yes. <laughs> Please. Please. Having lots of sex. <laughs> Was that an Australian yeah. accent? Who's what? Was that an Australian accent? Is it? Right that then. was just the way it came out. Oh. <laughs> Did it sound Australian? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like you've... Uh, Great. That yeah. means I might have lots of sex. <laughs> <laughs> that may have, you may have had sex already here last night, and that's an STD that you picked up a, <laughs> nah, an Australian accent off someone. Last night. I would have been horrible last night. <laughs> I would have had a bad rep. Yeah, I went up to his room and he fell asleep. Well, at least you had a lot of support around you with these two guys watching you. They and was they. tired too, man. Nobody yeah. was doing nothing yesterday. <laughs> That's just so nice to hear someone be honest instead of going, oh, I want to see a kangaroo or a platypus. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. I can't have sex with a kangaroo. <laughs>
Well, on your Wikipedia yeah, page, it says you can. I watch the kangaroo on TV. I can't say kangaroo. <laughs> um, this is another interesting thing. This is a weird coincidence. One of your uh, uh, the true Hollywood stories that you did on Chappelle's show was about Prince. Mm-hmm. The same week that you've come out here. Uh, Prince has announced a tour that mm-hmm. he's coming out in like a few weeks' time. Well, he's going to kill it because he has one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I can't he wait. He puts I'll... on a mean show, and, and, and at this point, he has such a huge uh, library of hits. Mm. You know, those are the best shows that you could go to the show and the artist can actually stop singing, and you keep hearing this because the audience is singing it themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. He has a great show. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking great forward artists. to it. So you live in L.A., right? No. Oh, you don't live in I L.A.? I refuse to move to L.A. Really? I live in New Jersey. Oh, I go to yeah. L.A. when it's time to work, but for me personally, L.A. is not a healthy place to live. It has too many things that I can get, you know, in trouble for. Yeah, right. We we were there in October, and it is, a especially coming from Australia, it's, yeah. it's a weird, weird place. Like L.A. We, was weird to you? Yeah. yeah. Well, especially here, like, you know, we were saying, like, you don't actually see, like, many... Like, you do see a few, but homeless people, like, when you do see them, they're sort of sitting... Oh, the homeless people in L.A. don't... They, like, no others in the world. The homeless people yeah. in L.A. have wristwatches on. Yeah. They go to the beauty parlor. <laughs> <laughs> I, seen, even... I seen a homeless person with a perm. I was like, you had money to go get a perm? <laughs> <laughs> and dye your hair blonde? Really? You paid money for that? <laughs> <laughs> but we, like, here you'll see them, like, sitting against a wall at the front of a McDonald's. Mm. We saw people just slumped over, like, head in the gutter on a, on a corner, on a street corner. Like, mm. the placement was what we found yeah. most baffling about it. But, yeah, it's a... But we missed it on the permed ones, obviously. Yeah. That, was, that was obviously a better in part LA, of Beverly Hills. I'm telling you, they have wristwatch. What do you have a wristwatch on? Where do you have a meeting at? Where do you have to be? <laughs> yeah. Why do you need to know what time it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's L.A. Yeah, the, the homeless person with, like, all their stuff in a bag and then, like, a dog that's half asleep and then a laptop. I never heard that thing. part either. <laughs> yeah. Why would you have another mouth to feed? Yeah. You're homeless, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all L.A. That's how they do That's how they do it out there. Yeah. So whereabouts do you live? I live in uh, Englewood, New Jersey. Oh, right. You know, which uh, I was telling these guys this morning, I was like, but someone made me think for some reason it was going to be, uh, like, springtime warm here. Mm. I had to go shopping as a result. I bought a bunch of like short sleeve shirts and nothing to go over it and all that. So I I gotta go pick pick a few things up. Uh, but I I love being. I'm glad I'm here. I Man, I can't wait to learn more. Yeah, I got a couple of days to be here. So we're gonna when I leave here, I'm gonna be burnt out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Great. Yeah. yeah. So what can people expect from uh, from your shows on the Acid to Trip laugh. Tour? That's that's all. You, <laughs> that's all I'm. That's all I'm responsible for doing is making you laugh. And I tell people before they come to my show, I'm here to make your face hurt, and I'm not a boxer. <laughs> I want you to laugh till your face is hurting. Pain. You're pain. promising, pa- you're promising pain. 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 But yeah. good pain. Good pain. Bring yeah. Urofen. Bring Urofen yeah. with you to the shows. <laughs> yeah, good pain. Good pain. <laughs> well, Charlie Murphy, thank you very much for joining hey, us for this me morning. On. Have a great time and on the show. To everyone tour. listening, God bless, man. Have a great morning. And I hope you hit the lotto today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, man. That's what's up. So there you have it. That was us uh, interviewing Charlie Murphy. What did you think of that, Carl? Yeah, it was intimidating. It was. Uh, let's be. Let's make it clear that there is a difference between the two interviews. So when we start talking to Jim now, it's there's not three huge black men in the room. Yeah, looking mean at us. Yeah. Well, 
Jim was also intimidating because we came into where we uh, record the show and there was a snafu with booking the studios and suddenly we're having to run around and sort of embarrass ourselves in front of these uh, these international acts. And by snafu, you mean we hadn't booked a studio. Yes. And then people are like, why are you here? Yeah, that's exact. Well, that's the technical term. Yes. That's what a snafu that's is, in- isn't it? That's industry term. Yeah. We should take a quick moment in the middle here to mention uh, Punchline, our sponsors, whom I believe you can purchase uh, both Jim and Charlie's DVDs yeah. uh, through punchline.com.au as well as all sorts of uh, other stuff, like you mentioned. Support Punchline, who support us, who support your little show that you get for free. And you know what? Punchline are actually very good blokes. And and you need to support them because pretty much wherever we go out at night, the guys from Punchline are there buying every comedian a free drink. So you're basically supporting... Uh, comedy by supporting Punchline. Yeah, supporting I'm, our alcoholism. Yeah, I've been sick this whole festival because of Punchline. Yeah. And I mean that as a as a true compliment. <laughs> so let's have a listen now to us interviewing Jim Brewer. This is the Little Dum Dum Club with Tommy Dasilo and Carl Chandler. Joining us today, uh, he's here visiting for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Please welcome Jim Brewer. Yes, yeah. boys. Nice. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, uh, let's address this at the top. We're recording this in a studio different to where we normally do, a different part of the building. And I've got a genuine fear that we are actually broadcasting this live out to Melbourne on Triple M at the moment. So even better for Jim. I yeah. think so. <laughs> Tickets yeah. are on sale for tonight's show. So we're for tomorrow's show. Yeah. yeah. yeah Any mates easy. of mine who are listening, uh, if you can hear me on Triple M right now, text me for the love of God and tell me to get I off. I think there'll be more important people than your mates <laughs> contacting you. I think we'll be fine. Like we would know by now, surely. Yeah. Especially if it's normally like a cooking day show and we just took that over. <laughs> yeah. Maybe try, gonna... try some swear words and see. Uh, that, that'll yeah. probably uh, up the ante. Yeah, drop the C-bomb. That'll yeah. be the test, surely. <laughs> yeah, if this whole building, the lights just switch off, then we'll know that we've gotten them taken off. Yeah. Now, um, we're very excited to, to have you because, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a rarefied position you're in having having been part of uh, Saturday Night Live for, for yeah. three years, which is seen as just such a uh, magical badge of honour in the comedy world, uh, I guess. Um, I mean, everyone, especially in, in comedy, um, everyone sees that as like the dream job is that is that how you saw it well it's it's funny i i like when i'm asked this because i'm i'm almost the opposite right when i i was just about on the brink of uh getting a a following as a stand-up i was building stand-up crowd and when i got the show i didn't even before i even got the show uh the network it was the first year that the network said, um, we're taking over the show. The show's terrible. Just <laughs> awful. Nobody's watching. We want out. And so the network was a huge fan of me. And they and they asked me to audition. And I said, no. <laughs> really? I, said, no, no, I swear to God. What did you have better to do? Well, I was developing a show. And all I heard was this was like the worst. It, it, w- there were other comics I knew yeah. that came off that show. And you would have thought they went to Vietnam. It just <laughs> really, it just mangled people's. Charlie, it, shoot them up. Yeah, yeah Lord Michaels cut their arm off. Shoot yeah. them up, spit them out, uh, left them homeless on the side. People hated it was, people would leave, they're like, you don't want to go in there. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with that. Trust me. <laughs> and so I really didn't. I said no. And I think they were baffled that I said no. And so they said, no, 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 it's all new writers, all new cast, brand new cast. No. Finally, uh, I 
I said, all right, I'll, I'll audition. Now, I go and audition, and um, the next day in the newspaper, it has this huge, my friends start calling me out, bro, get the paper. <laughs> Don't read it, though. <laughs> what, what is that? So I, I go there, and it says, uh, Senate Live searches for new cast, new, new performers, of those already written off, comedian Jim Brewer, oh. who auditioned yesterday, and I, I had no... You already written off your audition yesterday. I just auditioned. <laughs> That's all I did was an audition. And I, I wasn't a name. No one knew who I was. So I, I was really... Like, why, why would you even put my name in there? I'm sure that's as, nice that you're not a name, but you've been written off already. Like, that's written something. off already. That's I'm already something. out. They don't write off people I've never heard of, so <laughs> right. that's something. You're out of there. <laughs> written off. Put in stone. Well, long story short, uh, I didn't learn until later that it was a big political thing. That was Lorne Michaels saying, like, you're not going to tell us who to hire. And that was his way. Tell the papers so he sends them. But when I got it, I finally get the show, and, and now I'm accepting it. Uh, there's a lot of Will Ferrell's on there, and yeah. Tracy Morgan, and 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 there, everyone seems really cool. And Chris Kattan, the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'll never forget this. They they march us through for this big press conference, and the press conference it's it's almost like going out to battle like listen before we go out there and we meet these people remember think before you speak this will be in print forever we're on live television entertainment weekly rolling stone congratulations <laughs> you're gonna be a star <laughs> and we got so I, i'm walking through it and you start seeing the pictures of eddie murphy and john belushi and it starts hitting you and uh, they march us into the studio, and we get up on top of these benches, and snaps are going all over the place of photography. And Norm McDonald's next to me smoking a cigarette. Right? <laughs> awesome. And and the uh, right, and the whole the president of the network is there, and like, all right, um, <laughs> welcome the new cast of Saturday Night Live. Um, take a good look at them, and and on the side is one of the producers going, Norm. Put out the cigarette. <laughs> Put the damn cigarette out. The fucking joint. And he's going, yeah, that fit is ready. And I'm, I'm just sitting there going, you know, dude, you should be careful. And the producer's saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Are we allowed to curse? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, All right. so, so he's going, I guess yeah. we can, by this point, we're obviously not on the air. Yeah, I know. Right. So well, I didn't know. Go for so, it. So he's going, uh, yeah, I don't know. shit. I don't know. You're shit. What the fuck do I care? You know? And in front of me is, is David Spade. And to me, I'm, I'm starstruck with the two of them. And Spade turns around and he's like, have you figured out Norm's crazy yet? <laughs> <laughs> so now... I, I swear to God, I start asking the cast, uh, you got any questions for the cast? You know, And I'm still taking this all in. I'm thinking, I'm going to be worth $10 million in about three years. I'm going to be doing movies and just going to blow up. And I'm looking at all the photography and the TV people. And and um, they start asking, you know, Will Farrell. And Will's like, you know, I worked hard and I always wanted to be here. That's why I did the Groundlings. And Sherry O'Terry, the same thing. And then they then they hit me, and I'm really not paying attention. 
And I, I swear to God, they go, uh, Jim Brewer, you uh, grew up in New York, and a guy that grew up in New York watching one of the greatest TV shows in history, and now you're here. How great is that for someone that was a fan of the show, watching the show, and now here you are, born and bred in New York, and now you're part of it. And I just went, I never watched the show growing <laughs> up. And you can hear, you saw Lorne Michaels' face Lily pucker up and get pissed. <laughs> and uh, Norm goes, uh, ah, I like this guy already. Right here. <laughs> this guy's great right here. So let, let Norm smoke more cigarettes as long as this guy doesn't talk any longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so they say that. Now, the president of the network who tried so hard to get me on the show, and he was my biggest supporter, he now takes over the mic. And everyone kind of chuckles a little bit, but they can see him. I'm naive, man. I'm really dopey. I'm not. I'm not a bright character when it comes to this stuff. And and he goes, uh, "Well, uh, surely, Jim. Uh, what do you mean you didn't watch the show?" And I went, "Well, I wasn't." And I recovered. I went, "Well, I was little, and I wasn't allowed to stay up that late." So yeah, nice sight. That's yeah. why. So he goes, "Well, surely." When you grew up, <laughs> he's coaxing, he's, yeah. he's coaching me how to answer. You surely when you grew up and you were a teenager, and then you started watching the show. Then you know, and I went. No, when I grew up, I was out on Saturdays. I wasn't watching the yeah. show. But like he's suddenly going to recover it and go, oh, that's right. I remember. It's my favorite show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, Norm was like, yeah, it's not the answer they wanted, man. They shake it up. So here's the best part. I really think I'm getting fired. And I, and I, I really thought, like, wow, I just made a huge mistake. You didn't even get to the end of the press conference. I didn't <laughs> even get to the right. I didn't even get to the end of the press conference. I'm fired. <laughs> Case closed. Show's over. And um, all of a sudden, they're pretty much done. And they go, uh, they go to Norm McDonald. They go, Norm McDonald, Tim Meadows, and David Spade. You're the uh, senior cast members on this cast, and. What kind of everyone knows that this establishment, this show is known for their practical jokes and party. What kind of practical jokes do you have lined up for the new guys? And I, I swear I started getting depressed because I went, ah, oh, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not even going to get to be part of the practical jokes in the history. And <laughs> it's all ruined for me. And Norm McDonald goes, now they just prepped this in it. No one's, everyone's being politically correct. And Norm goes, uh, uh, he's, he's like annoyed at the question. He goes, what kind of, what did you say? What kind of, what kind of uh, practical jokes? And he looks at Spain and he goes, well, the first thing we're going to do is anally rape them. <laughs> we're going to anally rape the new cast. With my cigarette. Man, <laughs> we're going to love it. Man, put my cigarette out on their back. And like, oh, God, what are we doing here? And... I, I went, oh, well, you know, he ain't getting fired, I guess. I mean, I'm off the hook now. Yeah. But to be fair, he watched the show growing up, so he probably got away <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah. He can right. rape whoever he wants, right. as long as he knows the history of who he's raping. Then yeah. he's fine, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was my uh, big thing of getting SNL, and I started off with my back against the wall. I couldn't get on the show for seven episodes, and I really... Because that's the thing that people talk about. It's like it's all right to be a member of the show and whatever, but then it's just a constant, uh, you know, grasping for for airtime, isn't it? It's like it's, you're not guaranteed to do anything every week. No. It's just you're just in the. It's like what we we're talking about before. It's like Vietnam. It's just fighting the whole time. By the sound of it, and w w why so many people have a tough time there? 
is because there's no rhyme or reason. And what I mean by that is um, if you're a great radio show host and you get a following, then you don't need some network on these, you know, Carl and Tommy are the best uh, talk show. You know, you are because you got a billion guests. There's no chance of that happening, by yeah. the way. <laughs> that's a very, that's a, that's a, the, the, and that's the sort of hypothetical that can only be posed by an international guest that has never heard the show. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. You may have worked this out earlier. We're not meant to be in this building. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's why I like you guys already. Uh, <laughs> You're like our Norm McDonald. That's yeah. <laughs> I like, sell- I like in that story it went from Norm being in trouble for smoking the cigarette to you getting him off the hook for being bad at the press junket yeah. to then him getting you off the hook with the it's like <laughs> That's right. it's like you just one upping each other the whole time. <laughs> it was freaking like, great. Cut to you in the corner just like bashing an old lady, yeah. going, "You're welcome, Norm. Yeah, I've yeah, helped yeah. you out again." <laughs> and you know what? It, it's it's funny you say that, Tony, because because I learned so much right away, right off the bat. It doesn't seem like you were, but when when we were done, I went up to him. I went. Aren't you worried? Like the way you talk, like you're gonna get fired. And he goes, uh, and he's, you know, he's making coffee. And goes, eh, let me tell you something. He goes, no one gives a shit. He goes, just be fucking funny on television. No one gives two fucks what you say off stage or anything like that. Fuck these people. They don't give a shit about you. Just go there, find your fucking character, and fucking do what you gotta do. Right, man. I fucking care about them. Fuck them. I'm just like. I he was like that blue collar guy that when you get hired on the job and the boss comes out he's like this is what you're all part of this company because we we anticipate you're going to bring so much to our company and this is the standard we live up to and as soon as he leaves Norm's like hey you know what he said fuck that <laughs> take hour long breaks you know as long as you don't catch you yeah, fuck him yeah. you notice how we gotten off talking about Norm McDonald and then I bought it back just because I wanted to hear the voice exactly, again exactly that's what I was going to say that's all you yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. closest we're going to get to hanging out with Norm oh that's awesome yeah um now, I was going to say, now, you're part of a very uh, uh, prestigious list. Uh, you're in the, uh, the top oh. 100. Uh, now, oh, no, don't dismiss this. this is, I know you're a little <laughs> bit embarrassed, but the Comedy Central list of the 100 greatest stand-up comics of all time, you're uh, number 91, Ooh. which is very, very impressive. Well, I think I went up. I, I, went, oh, did you I, go I up? dropped lower. Oh, what did a few people die? I think uh, I was die? in the 80s. Is it like oh, the, really? It's like the Comedy Stock the Exchange. Is that how it works? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think wow. so. I think it depends how many specials you've done on there. Uh. Right. Or maybe you <laughs> you, you fine-tuned your, your Norm McDonald routine a little bit, and they went, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Three I, or four I think, places. Right. I think uh, after my next special, <laughs> and, it, and it tops, uh, then then I'll drop till I, I'll come back down. I'll be starting oh, yeah. in the 60s. You could Norm, go... Norm set fire to a nunnery, so he yeah. went down a bit, so Jim's gone And up. you could, yeah. because of your impression, you could go above Norm McDonald. You never know. Yeah. Where, where like... Daniel Tosh has probably pushed his ass up to like number nineteen ahead mm-hmm. of Chris Rock, but his show gets canceled. He's going to drop yeah. into the one hundred and one yeah. area. Oh, wow. Well, we hope that this being on this show doesn't plummet you out of the top hundred. Yeah. And that'd be very disappointing because I, wonder, I tell you, I wonder where it's we a are big on that selling list. piece for me. <laughs> I wonder where we are on that list. Uh, is uh, probably quadruple figure. No, uh, no, more than that. Now on the list, I've got ninety-one. So maybe this is an outdated list. I just like the idea of. It tells you definitively who you are better than and who you are worse than. Now, I like <laughs> here so that you are officially better than Andrew Dice Clay. So congratulations! Wow. You're better than S- <laughs> Sandra <laughs> Bernhardt. <laughs> 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 just walk in a ball and buy it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the black guys walk in the bar. They bang it. Oh! <laughs> they 
You may have popped him above you now because that that reminds me that he's actually funny. That's good. <laughs> you are you are better than Sandra Bernhardt. Okay. You don't have her. You don't have her in the canon. All right. No problem. You're better than Louis C.K. here on this list. What? Yes. Wow. He's at, at ninety eight. Louis CK's at 98. That's what it says right here. CK does a terrible Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, he does a terrible Norm MacDonald, too. (laughs) He doesn't do any impressions. Poor Louis. Yeah, he can't even do you. Jesus. (laughs) And number 100, number 100, which is the most impressive, I think, is you are better than Gallagher, the man that smashes watermelons. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Poor Gallagher. Can you smash it? at home, Jim's pulling out a watermelon. What's going on? (laughs) But um, now, people to work on, obviously, you've got uh, Drew Carey that's ahead of you at the moment at 84, so... He hosts the the Price is Right in America, so maybe some game shows you could get into I, that. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'd love to be able to have like a cooking show. Yeah, and maybe that'll boost me up. Combine it with the Gallagher, start smashing the food yeah. that you cook. Maybe <laughs> that might get me like double digits. Yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> might bank me in the fifty zone. Yeah. Now you've got uh, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser from Mad About You to aim at. That's seventy seven. Does he even do stand up anymore? <laughs> who's in the yeah? Who's in the top ten? Okay, yeah, well we we'll get the top ten. Well, sixty one's Bobcat Goldthwait, so that's that's. <laughs> all right. I like Bob. I like Bob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you even have the list in front of you? I do. Where's out? Sam Kinison on the list? Oh, Sam Kinison. He's oh, he's number twenty. Okay, twenty. So I'm guessing that he's not going to rise any higher. Than that, but, um, <laughs> David Letterman's number fifteen for a man that doesn't do stand up. I mean, right. I guess he does his monologue, but right. the top. Who are you after? The top ten. Top ten. You got Eddie Murphy at ten, Roseanne at nine, Cosby at eight, uh, Dangerfield at seven, Steve Martin at six, Chris Rock five, Woody Allen four, Lenny Bruce three, Carlin at two, Richard Pryor number one. Mm. Oh, you 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 happy with not being quite as good as those guys? Then? Yeah, yeah. No, I would. No, I'm saying like the list wise, it's always you know. Here's the thing with voting, and I learned I learned right away what voting was about. Um, I remember when I was starting out doing stand up comedy, and I was doing the open mic shows, and um, I was I was on my way getting ready to graduate that class and become like the house uh, MC at a club. And I was kicking ass and there was a comedy competition for the open micers. Now I, I knew I was going to smoke everybody, but I, I'm also the guy that's one for all and all for one. I would load everyone in my, my blue Chevy van blasting Metallica from one gig. The other 10 of us in the freaking thing. And, um, I just wanted all of us to just, have a blast together and i remember going to the club it was packed and i went up on stage and i just i was sucking air just and i think it sounds like you're smoking norm mcdonald's cigarette yeah (laughs) yeah that's my cigarette hey Hey, yes. you guys tricked me to do it again. <laughs> what kind of show is this? Yeah, and this story took a great turn all of a sudden. <laughs> so, so, um, and the big prize was like to go open for Phyllis Diller. Was just, oh, she was like 85 at the time. And then this other guy went up, and everything he said, the place went bonker. It was like a really bad. Uh, inside joke and he ended with blowing up a balloon and then sucking the helium and <laughs> and everyone gave him a standing ovation and then i realized <laughs> oh he just packed the room yeah 
And it's his birthday party. <laughs> it's his yeah. birthday party, and I just realized voting never means crap. Yeah. It, yeah. It's uh, list doesn't mean anything. So it what really... you're saying is Richard Pryor's not really that good. Yeah, he just had Richard a lot Price, of friends yeah. that he, he had a nice. <laughs> he had a yeah, right. something about the woods <laughs> make you want to shout. <laughs> that was my first favorite comedian of all time. You do that thing on dogs. You're like, ah, there's no racism in dogs. And I got this dog and my ponies. I got this. He goes, I got this new pony. It it seems like Richard probably can end anything with fuck it. (laughs) And it'd be hilarious. He goes, "Um, I got this new pony. And the dog said, let's go say hello to the new pony. And... And then that horse smell hit the ass, and the German shepherd said, Hey, this ain't no goddamn dog. <laughs> and the dolman said, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. We that's, can, we can that's, ask... that's why he's number one. Yeah. That's why he's number one. We can now say we've had Richard Pryor on this podcast. <laughs> I would put Carlin as number one. Yeah. And, I, and I wouldn't have said that like four years ago, but my dad... Oh, sorry. I thought you said Carl. I thought you meant me as number one. I was like, oh, I did. Sweet. Carl. I've only talked to you for ten minutes. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I've been funny. <laughs> I would put I would put George Carlin number one only because his consistency and the amount of work and yeah, I I started I was always prior number one. But if you start looking at who has the better material and who's been a, who who has. Who stands up further and longer? I, I don't think anyone could beat George Carlin. Yeah. But you cannot go past Cal Chandler's routine, yeah. 10 Things You Can't Say on a Podcast. That is, <laughs> that is landmark stuff. <laughs> um, so, of course, you know, all this, uh, all, all this uh, Saturday Night Live stuff, it's, quite, it's, you know, it's f- thrilling for us to, to meet you and, and to be in the same room as this, but per- perhaps most impressive for us and for this show and what we generally bang on about in here is that you have been in a commercial for Pizza Hut. <laughs> That is probably that's, that's, that's pretty sweet. That's probably the most impressive thing to ask. Tell you because... what, that thing was fantastic. Bought me a new kitchen. Wow, that was hot stuff when it happened. We auditioned for a commercial for McDonald's, and all it bought us was a humiliation, awful story. And yeah. Was that commercial yeah. down here? No, yeah. no, yeah. what? No, 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 no. But the the Pizza Hut. Oh no, 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 no! I just no. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. Did you see the? Uh, we were uh, just looking up Pizza Hut generally, and just stumbled <laughs> across your name. <laughs> years ago, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. It was, um. It was on Facebook. I, I got a Facebook page saying, hey, man, you want to do a national commercial? I went, on this. Facebook? What? <laughs> I swear to God, I went, look at this yo-yo Facebook and me. And um, about two days later, my manager calls, like, I got a national freaking, like, no, 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 you didn't Through get it. Space. This dude hit my Facebook page, and I thought, I thought <laughs> he was a jokester. And it was funny because I was, I was in a, uh, we were camping across the, we had an RV. My whole family never rented one. We just got an RV. We were two and a half weeks into it. And they said, you have to be in L.A. in two days. The money was just retarded. <laughs> retarded. <laughs> um, but what came out of that was a viral video which they paid me to do, which people still debate if it's real or not. Where oh. at the end of the Pizza Hut video, I shove a guy in a pool. We get in like a, a, a argument and a bicker, and I shove him in a pool to shove him up. And people to this day, what's the debate? People think what the pool's that's, that's CGI not a real pool. Or, yeah. No, they they think it's real, and they don't re- they don't believe it's staged. Oh, right, right, okay, right, 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 right. You should. Uh, I'd love to see you try it on down here. Just go into Pizza Huts and just try and get get some free shit. 
based on doing an ad for them. I was in a pizza hut. Yeah. yeah. Show them the Facebook message. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. See the video? Me shoving that guy in the pool. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the real. pizza hut guy. That's, that's a real pool. That's a real pizza. That's pizza. so funny, the, the Facebook thing, because the when we did the McDonald's audition, it was the same thing. Someone got on our Facebook page for this show and went, yeah, we've got an ad campaign, we're looking for a duo, and it, like they didn't say what it was, but it's like, this can't be anything but legit then, or but good. Then, but then our manager tried to claim that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> same deal. Got Isn't you great? a national <laughs> campaign, boys. Um, no, they've you've got a fa- yeah. they've got a Facebook account and we've got a Facebook account. Yeah, I think right. we owe Zuckerberg fifteen percent. Yeah, for that yeah. sweet coin. Not, you know, <laughs> yeah, fifteen. Yeah. You guys pay fifteen. Is that is that bad? Bro, bro, never well, more than ten oh. ever. Well, don't, don't worry. Sign. It was fifteen percent of nothing. So don't worry. <laughs> all right, all right, don't worry too much about it. It's, all right. We didn't even get to push anyone in a pool. So I think our manager tried to push us in a pool. <laughs> Not even a fake pool. Yeah. Um, well, that's just about all we've got time for. Jim, thank you very much for joining hey, us. Thanks um, for having me. How about a bit of Norm MacDonald just to send us off? Uh, yeah, make sure you, you listen to Carl and Tommy. And, uh, <laughs> if you don't, you know, I'll anally rape you. <laughs> We're just going to use that as the ad and pretend that's normal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's fine. But uh, everyone go out to Jim's show um, and maybe if he fills out in uh, in Melbourne and Sydney, uh, he's a chance of going above Dana Carvey at number 90 or, or Kevin James at 89. Let's Let's get Kevin let's, James is 89. Yep. <laughs> That's oh it. My and you were in Zookeeper, weren't you? Yeah, well, Kevin, thank God Kevin gave me that. I, was, I can't get work for nothing. Yeah, right. Oh, man. I thought after half baked, I'd be a huge star, bro. I ain't lying. I was like, Pfft. I was already buying. I'm like, we're going to be making. I bought leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> I bought leather pants. The I was gonna buy indulgence. I was gonna buy kangaroo just to let everyone know how successful I was. <laughs> you should have held out. I'm sure Pizza Hut would have got you those leather pants. Yeah. Almost. You bought this studio with that pre-spending that half baked money. It's why we haven't been kicked out yet. Yeah. To me, that's that's the ultimate success. Walking through a mall with leather pants, <laughs> eating and a kangaroo. kangaroo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are like, what's up, that guy? He's successful. That's what's up. Great. Next time I see someone in leather pants, I'm, if I go to an S and M club, everyone in there must be a movie star. <laughs> They're successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Brewer, thanks so much for joining Thank us. You. Have a great time. So there we go. That was us uh, chatting to Jim Brewer. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was he good. They were both good. Yeah, I was a lot less intimidated by him than uh, yeah. than than Charlie. But it is always intimidating to to talk to someone that you've seen on TV and stuff. Yeah, That's true. Cool. I felt a lot more awake with Jim than I did with Charlie. I feel bad. In spite of the fact that I've had less sleep today I, than I had yesterday. I feel bad getting him to do Norm so much, but having said that, if he was back here, I'd do it all again. <laughs> man, how great is Norm? Let's it start the great. campaign right now to get Norm on the show. Oh, man, that would be a dream. But truly amazing. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, a bit of a different episode this week. Thanks very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our little, uh, little, little comedy festival wrap-up tasty little package here. And we'll be back next week with more flat out normal dickheadery that you've grown to know and love on this show. Or at least put up with. Yeah, tolerate. Yes. The most tolerable podcast on <laughs> iTunes. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We're on Twitter at Dum Dum Club. Uh, uh, Facebook, we've got a Facebook page. Send us an email. Send us an email, littledumdumclub at gmail.com if you've got anything you want to say. We've still got the t-shirts for sale and we will see you next time. See, see you, mate. I can't be a circle for your